Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 75 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you're well. Have you tuned into last week's episode as yet? Because I have been chatting to some of you in the DMs about how you can use Spotify playlists to get more ears on your pod. If you've listened to the episode already, you will know that that was just one of five ideas that I shared with you in last week's episode. Spotify playlists are also a great way to get the most out of your content. We do not create podcast episodes as a one and done. We want to be able to make the most out of that 15, 20, 30 minute episode, however long it is, we want to make the most of that content. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen, who knows with the algorithm, right? But you might have seen a tutorial that I shared on Instagram stories earlier this week around how you can create your Spotify. I keep saying Spotify today. Spotify playlist. If you've missed it, let me know and I will be happy to send you the link. And if you haven't tuned in yet, make sure you do to learn the other four ways you can engage your audience on social media. Now on to today's episode. Do podcast reviews really matter? It's a question that I've seen come up in the podcasting communities that I'm a part of a few times now. And depending on which podcast expert you speak to, you might get a different answer to that question. But today I want to share my opinion about how valuable, or not valuable, podcast reviews really are and what you should know about them so that you can maximize your impact on your podcast growth. So strap yourself in and let's get into today's topic. Now I want to start with the purpose of podcast ratings and reviews. Podcasts, reviews serve a variety of purposes, but in case you're new here, podcast ratings are, not every app has them, but it's a bit like five stars. You're able to tap how many stars you want to leave. And of course we want our listeners to leave five stars. That's really quick and easy. They can literally go into Spotify or Apple podcasts. Those are the main two that I'm aware of that do it and just tap, hit send, done really, really easy peasy, right? Whereas podcast reviews require them to think, (laughs) require them to write what they feel, how the episode resonated, all that kind of stuff. But they're great because they serve a variety of purposes. Number one, not only do they allow you to get feedback from your listeners, but they also act as social proof. A bit like, you know, we're business owners when we get testimonials, voice notes, Voxer messages, whatever it might be, those are perfect for us to reshare on our stories because it shows our clients what it's like to work with us. And so it's the same when it comes to our podcast. That feedback really draws in 
new subscribers who may have been on the fence about giving your show a listen. Number two, podcast reviews help build credibility for your podcast and add a little legitimacy to your brand. Well, not a little, a lot. (laughs) Adds legitimacy to your brand. Number three, podcast reviews are a great way to get more listeners and increase your visibility in your niche, especially at launch. We'll come back to that specific topic in a moment. Now, how do you ask your audience to leave a rating or a review? Now, I know when I started out, I felt a little bit iffy about this. So if you're listening to this and you feel the same, just know that you are not alone. But if your listeners love your show, and if they tune in every week, then they definitely do, they are going to want to share with you, especially if you're having that engagement in your stories or in your DMs, or sometimes I receive lovely emails from you guys. And so when you are having that level of engagement, it's not a far stretch to ask for a review or a rating. But the first thing here that I want to make sure you're doing is, of course, you need to produce a show that your audience resonates with. And this really does come down to having a structure, being super duper clear on who you're speaking to, which is part of your overall content strategy, and making sure the sound quality is superb. Well, not not superb, but not crap. (laughs) Because there is this belief in the podcasting industry that if your content is good, but your audio is crap, people will still listen. This is a whole heap of codswallop. Because for me, in my world, the two go hand in hand. Great content, good quality audio, happy marriage made in heaven. And I speak from experience. I don't think that everyone is like me, but just recently I found a podcast via search. The cover art spoke to me. I clicked on it. I hit play. And within five minutes, I switched off and I had unsubscribed from the podcast. All within five minutes. Why? Her audio levels were all over the shop. Meaning that I think I was driving. Was I driving? I think, yeah, I think I was driving somewhere. And so what I found was happening is that her intro music will start and then the episode started and I had to turn it up. The volumes were just everywhere. There was no sort of leveling. Uh, And there was quite a bit of background noise. I don't think she was eating, but there was something going on in the background that I just found hella distracting. And I get it. You might be sitting there thinking, but Rosemary, you're a pro. Of course, these things are going to like get to you. You're going to be critical about it. But I can assure you there are normal James and Jones, just like me, who will be turned off by all these additional distractions. And it will be so much harder to get your audience to put their name against a review if those three things aren't ticked. So keep that in mind. Now, you can ask your audience to leave a rating and or a review in lots of different ways. And I highly recommend doing a mix of the following rather than just one. And I'll share with you what I do. Feel free to take what you want, leave what you want. You definitely don't need to do all of these. Number one, I will ask directly in my outro. My outro has been the same since launch. Probably needs a bit of an update. Number two, there are two links on the podcast page on my website. So not just one, but two. And I think one's near the top and one's near the bottom, I think. Number three, 
every now and again, I'll put a request on my, I'll post a request in my Instagram stories and include the link so that people don't have to go searching for it. Number four, I've added a link to the bottom of the show notes for each episode. So in addition to the podcast page, which is the link that I normally share, I've also got a link at the bottom of the show notes for each episode. Number five, I'll ask a listener directly when they DM me. So if someone DMs me saying, oh my gosh, you know, I really love your show, et cetera, et cetera. All the like praise, love. I love it. I love it. I love it. If we've got like a good rapport going, I will say, do you mind just copying and pasting that into Apple Podcasts for me, please? <laughs> like, you know, there's no harm in asking. I, I wouldn't lead with it, but I will definitely have a bit of a conversation with them first. And then if I feel like it's the right time, then I'll make the request. They can either say yes or no. They can either do it or they could not do it, but at least I've asked. You don't know unless you ask, right? And then finally, number six, I also, or will be adding the link to my episode description. So growing the podcast is one of my goals, one of my main goals for 2023. And there's some changes that I'm making, including a new cover art, which you should see by the time this episode goes live. I am also updating the episode description. I'm having a bit of an experiment with my episode titles. So there's a lot going on over here. So that's my final one. I'll be adding it to the episode description. That's the the little blurb that's in Apple Podcasts. And then of course, the show notes, the longer show notes are on my website. Also, something that I do with guests, and I think that I've talked about this before, is on my intake form. So when I agree that someone could be a guest on my show, I send them an intake form. And on that form, there's like a tick box where I ask them whether they agree to leave a rating and or review when their episode goes live. I mean, they're all tick yes, I agree. I then remind them when I email them to let them know that their episode is live, I then have like a really short line. Oh, but by the way, we'd really love it if you could... Some people do, some people don't. Honestly, I don't lose sleep about those that don't. But those that do, I am super, super grateful because the more reviews you get, the more chances of you getting in front of new eyes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that leads me really nicely into the point that I really want to make in this episode. So if you take nothing away from this, take this away, please. And that is, I believe, me, myself, Rosemary, I... I believe that the most important time to get reviews and ratings is when you launch your show. Not saying that you should stop, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months. I'm not saying that you should stop. But if you are launching your show, that really is the time. They don't necessarily help you to get into the Apple podcast charts. But when people see that your new podcast with so much engagement, engagement being the ratings and reviews, they will think, oh, this show might actually be worth my time. And then they'll tune in. So it really boosts your credibility with new listeners at launch. But as you continue your podcasting journey, me, for example, I'm about 18, 19 months in now. It's not something that I place a lot of emphasis on. For me, it's not that I don't care, but it's because I'm focused on more impactful ways of growing my show. Because at the end of the day, you can ask and ask and ask and ask some more, but you can't really make someone leave a review. 
And so for me, I place a lot more importance on connecting with you, my lovely audience, directly in the DMs or via email or in the comments on some of my posts. That is more important to me. Yes, 100% podcast reviews can be powerful for a show's growth. And as I mentioned before, I have made the request in about six or seven different ways. But what I don't want you to do, because this is a pitfall for many, is to judge your show's success on how many ratings and reviews you have. Because when you are podcasting for business, that means Jack Diddley Squat. Your success should be focused on how many leads you've got, how many sales you've made, how many people have joined your email list, how many people signed up for your free masterclass or your evergreen masterclass, whatever it is that you're selling or pitching on your show. Those are the things that you need to focus on because they will directly grow your business. I have a client who has two ratings and maybe a handful of reviews, but sells out her course through her podcast every quarter. So really don't get wrapped up in the hype. These are just not vanity metrics because I do believe reviews and raises are important, but when you're podcasting for business, it's, it's just not quite, there's other things that we should be focusing on. Something else to think about is when you do arts, you want to make it super duper easy for your audience to leave a review or a rating. Now, one thing that does annoy me is that not every platform allows you to leave a rating or a review, which boggles my mind. Apple Podcasts, of course, is the most popular listening platform and they allow you to leave a rating and a review. Spotify is a very, not very close second, but comes in about second and you can now leave a rating. That's relatively new. I think it was last year or the year before. You can now leave a rating. I hope that they bring in the reviews feature later this year. There's also other platforms like Podchaser and I think Podcasts add it, but it's just a really big pain in the butt. So hopefully if there's any Spotify, you know, big bosses listening into this episode, please make it happen. We need reviews on the platform. There's also tools like rateyourpodcast.com or Podkite that allow you to create a single link that you can then share with your audience. So when someone clicks the link, they'll be able to choose the platform that they'd like to leave their review on. These are paid platforms. I think about 10 to 15 pounds a month. They do have other features. It's not just, well, for Podkite anyway, it's not just leave a review. They do charts. There's lots of other things. So it might be worth signing up at launch. If you're listening to this and you're coming up to launch, it might be worth signing up for a month or two at launch so that you can make it easy for your audience at that critical time to get those reviews. And then maybe periodically as you continue to release more episodes. It's not something that I would necessarily sign up to as an ongoing, we've got more than enough ongoing expenses as business owners. So bear that in mind. Also, not everyone knows how to leave a review. So it might be helpful to write a blog post that you can share on your stories or even do a screen recording on your phone and you can show them step by step. I mean, it doesn't take too long. It's only a a couple seconds, like five to 10 seconds. But because it's, well, on Apple Podcasts, I believe it's in the most ridiculous (laughs) of places. And so it's not easy to find. It does require some scrolling, especially if you've been podcasting for a while. 
So that's something else to keep in mind. And then the last point, how to handle bad reviews. The likelihood of someone leaving you a bad review or rating is very high, especially the longer you podcast. It's just something that I think happens. I almost think of it as, ah, you have arrived when you've got that bad review or like when you're on Instagram or any social media platform and you get someone just being horrible for no reason whatsoever. It's almost like, okay, yes, now I'm a business owner. Now I'm a podcaster, right? And I know that sounds terrible, but take it with a pinch of salt. Just the other day, I noticed someone had left a two out of five rating for this podcast. And I'm not going to lie. My first reaction was very much, I was gutted. It had totally ruined my streak of five stars that I'd received up until that point. But that feeling only lasted a few minutes because they didn't leave a corresponding review, right? So they just did a quick two star, buggered off. Was that rating legit? Was it genuine? Or was it just a troll who decided that they were going to annoy me (laughs) or tried to annoy me that day? And so there are people out there that make it their day's activity to do stuff like this. I mean, it's, I just don't know why, but that's the reality of life. Um, and to be fair, when I find new shows or I'm recommended new shows, I personally don't look at reviews. I will just, you know, if the name speaks to me, if the episode, the show description speaks to me, if the most current five episodes speak to me, I'll pick one and hit play. I don't necessarily look for reviews. And so my advice to you would be to take it with a pinch of salt and hope that, you know, a new listener, if they do look at reviews, they'll look at the positive ones and take a chance on your show because the positive ones should far outweigh that negative one. That would be my advice to you. Yes, it's super annoying. And what's even more annoying is that unlike other platforms like Amazon, you can't respond back. So they are able to leave a rating, leave a crap review, and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. But honestly, don't use up too much of your energy stressing about it. If they said something valid, maybe it wasn't like a malicious comment. Um, It might be that, I think I had this before. I don't think they left a comment, but someone DM'd me where something was a little bit amiss with an episode. I can't remember what it was. And they messaged me separately. And some people might decide to put that in a review. I'm not sure. But if it's something that you think is valid, consider what they've shared with you. So to recap, podcast reviews and ratings offer invaluable feedback from existing listeners, but they also act as social proof for potential new subscribers. I want to encourage you though, to not get hung up on how many you have or making a huge push to get more, especially as you, you know, settle into this podcasting thing. Because when you're podcasting for business, there are other more important metrics that you should be looking at because, you know, we're podcasting to grow our business. So a bit like how many downloads you have, how many reviews you have, although they're not quite in the same basket, there's just other things that you could spend your time looking at instead. Saying that, it has been a while since I've made a direct request to you. So in light of this episode, I would love to invite you to leave a rating on Spotify 
or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and a review on Apple Podcasts if that is your preferred platform. If, of course, you're enjoying the show, I, as I mentioned, would love to grow the show by 20% this year so that more women just like you can launch, manage, and grow their show too. To leave a review on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down the main profile of this podcast just before the episode lists. I mean, there's about 90 odd episodes. So there's a little bit of scrolling, but just before or just below the episode list, you'll see the ratings and review section. Tap the number of stars to leave a review and then tap write a review, give it a title, write your review, tap send, and that's it. You're done. Less than five minutes. It might take a couple of days to come through, but once it does, I will give you a shout out on the next podcast episode. If you prefer written instructions on how to do this, I've included a blog post. So just head on over to www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk slash how to leave a review. So that's it for this week's episode. Next week, I'll be walking you through how to conduct an audit of your podcast. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you found that helpful. As always, my DMs are always open. Pop in, let me know what you think. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, I am here to support you. Next week, I'll be walking you through how to conduct an audit of your podcast. This one is for you. If you've been podcasting for a while and you just want to inject new life into your show. So I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.